Welcome back to the Disaster Tough Podcast. I'm your host, John Scardina. I am so excited for this episode. I get to bring Prescott Natto back on the show, who has since since the last time we had him on. Actually, I think we preluded it before, but he is running a podcast on the Readiness Lab Network. It is called Life Fire Layout. It's an awesome, awesome podcast about life, fire, and layout from the firefighter perspective because he's a captain in the fire service. It's a really great podcast, so make sure you check out that one. But today, we're going to be talking about one of his great passions, as he's talked about before, which is all about talking to the press. Prescott is literally on the news every single day in Vermont. He's very, very good at his job. It's the reason why we brought him on. So he has those communication chops that he can bring to the readiness lab. But at the same time, when we're talking all about the press, that's a really stressful situation. And so what he wanted to talk about today was how to manage all those emotions, all that stress, all that pressure. And I thought it was a great idea to talk about because it will apply to everything else in the emergency services world, especially for emergency managers who work at that strategic level in disaster and have to deal with a lot of personalities, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and how to get the job done by being cool and collected, right? So in every single after action report, we talk about communication. That interpersonal communication is such a huge thing. It can derail everything if you're not under control. So Prescott's going to help us learn how to do that. So let me bring him onto the show right now. Prescott, welcome to Disaster Tough. John Scardina, thanks for having me. Dude, it's always good to see you, man. I'm serious. Yeah. It's, it's such a good thing. You too, especially on a uh, an awesome, what are we, Thursday, not quite afternoon yet. Thursday, yeah, actually, we're going to actually make this a really quick turnaround because there was construction all around our office. Uh, the podcast studio is still being worked on, but actually outside yesterday and the day before, uh, it took them two days to repave our parking lot. So it was just like noise, noise, noise. So we didn't record. So, sir, thank you for coming on and helping me put an episode out today. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, you're so welcome, and thanks for uh, I, uh, this. Thanks for humoring me on allowing this topic of overcoming emotion because yeah. uh, you nailed it in your intro. I am super passionate about communications in general, but one of the things that I had identified uh, pretty early on in my career as a PIO was that emotion can get the best of you. Um, sure. I, it's definitely gotten the best of me, and unfortunately, in doing the you know when I fell in love with PIO stuff, I started doing nerdy things like watching press conferences, even though it had nothing to do with like Vermont or my department yeah. and uh man well i tell you there was so many examples that came forth of folks that unfortunately allowed emotion to get the best of them my favorite like a uh, news clip of a press brief where the the emotion got the best of them. i think it's the uh, mayor in toronto who's a fairly famous dude for being a unique guy but <clears throat> he gets all heated and he's like we're ending this press conference right now and as he's walking away the media asks him like another like really emotionally charged question and he turns around and he starts talking to him for like another 15 minutes. Like they were able to manipulate him a hundred percent because they were able to attack his emotion. Yep. And they got soundbite after soundbite after soundbite. My, again, my favorite part was him saying, I'm taking authority, command and control. We're, we're ending this. And he wasn't able to end it because he wasn't able to think, right? No. Like all that emotion just got right up involved. So, Yeah. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue, and collapsed and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. 
Check out the L3Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. I attribute it to like, uh, so I have a five-year-old um, and uh, my five-year-old often has tantrums as many five-year-olds do. And legitimately, I attribute some of people when they get emotionally charged, similar to my five-year-old, I can't talk to him in the that in that moment when he's emotionally charged, cannot communicate Yes. Um, and often have to physically remove him from point A to point B to, to sort of help that situation. Um, is As weird as it is to attribute uh, the you know, attitude of a five-year-old to grown adults in like a media release or press conference scenario. It is so true. If, if you find yourself getting into that emotional outbreak scenario, you will not be able to fully process the information or think, and what's going to come out of your mouth is uh, not going to be what you want. Okay. Whether people like this or not, uh, the best like psychology training I got for both parenting and for emergency management was Daniel Tiger. I love Daniel Uh, Tiger. Yeah, like the, the whole point, like the when the kids are doing a tantrum, they they're saying like mad, mad, mad helps to say I'm mad. And you're yes. like, okay, now take a deep breath, count to four, and now now I can understand you because I can't understand you when you're screaming. And um, the other big thing I do with my kids is like major distraction, like when they're all mad. Yeah, I I start repeating back to them exactly what they're saying, and like really confuses them. Like my two year old, she'd be like, mommy, 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 and I'll be like, mommy. She's like, no, I'm supposed to say mommy. And it immediately stops her. I'm like, I know you're thinking. So like real talk, there's a lot of adults, myself included, who need to take notes from Daniel Tiger about dealing with emotion. Another big thing, this is kind of funny. This is like really off topic, but uh, they were talking to Oh the Owl. This is how much I know this show. And uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but Oh the Owl is... Uh, acting kind of crazy in the show and his i think uncle says hey it's okay to feel two feelings at the same time you know the whole thing on that Ugh. and it was like this is seriously embarrassing i'm like 30s in my 30s right late 30s and i was like holy crap like yeah you can feel two feelings at the same time and once i did that i was like I honestly was able to deal with my emotions so much better. It's so weird. John, so it, you laugh about it, you know, being in your 30s and relying on kids shows. Um, for any of the listeners who don't have children, that's okay. Uh, I'm not saying like go check out Daniel Tiger, although it's awesome. You totally um, should, yeah. What I am saying though, and I think what you will gain benefit from this episode and a bunch of others on either on Disaster Tough or, or on my own Life Fire Layout is we try to bring things down to a digestible and understandable level. So I've got like my, my reason for being is to try to, you know, emphasize crisis communication in the field. And there are, you know, one of the ways to digest information easily is by, um, I call it, well, I don't call it anything. Aristotle 2000 years ago called it the R3 technique, which is those digestible chunks of information, um, coming up with, you know, three, um, sort of bullet points of information that folks can walk away with at the end of the day. Um, and honestly, John, if you're okay with it, it, referencing how simplistic we can be, whether it be Daniel Tiger uh, telling our children slash adults to uh, how to control emotions in a respectful way, um, the way that we as adults can, especially if you're a PIO or anything in the communications field, can sort of control those emotions is remember these three things. 
Tell them what you know. Tell them what you don't know. And tell them what you are doing to find out. Love that. So tell them what you know. Tell them what you don't know. And tell them what you're doing to find out. Hmm. It's it, it. The reason it's that simple is this. Where people get in trouble, everyone's emotions get heated. Um, sort of obviously, whether the disaster is man-made, such as like an active shooter situation or a natural disaster, hurricane, wildfire, something like that. Hmm. Um, people's emotions are already heightened. Then you in involve something like children or other vulnerable populations. Yeah. And their emotions just went through the roof to a point where, you know, especially the public or even the media um, are going to really want to hit on those to get you. You nailed it, John, that sound bite, because I love my partners in the media, love them and respect them. But um, they truly are. They have a job to do and they want um, a good sound bite. Yeah. Um, so and for us to, to control that. Yeah, you have to control that, right? Like you want the soundbite to be the soundbite you want the, to them to give, not the like, oh, shoot, this is going to be embarrassing, right? And and if you don't have a good rapport with them, huh? uh, report with them, reporter with them, um, you know, they're going to use that, right? Uh, you know, you and I are talked about this a little bit offline uh, and there's a little bit of teaser for the audience here, but there's things every single day that I see in the field, whether it's um, an after action from um uh from a school shooting that was made by some cookie cutter joke consultant that didn't hire the real deal and so the thing is just worthless or some other big name group uh that promotes itself to be you know x is just like you, you find out like how they make the the sausage and you're like oh they're really a terrible company there's things every single day that make me angry and I think I have created seriously 50 different podcasts going in thinking I have an audience and I have a message. And I'm going to like just blast these people. And at the end of the day, after I done, I'm done getting all the emotion out by myself. Thank goodness. Uh, I've never, ever, ever, and I never will uh, share those podcasts. Like literally I, after I'm done recording it, I'll like listen to it once. Be like, okay, I got all my emotion out. Delete the episode. I've deleted about 50 episodes just so this podcast can see positive and informative and all these things. I think that one of the closest ones I got recently was probably Hawaii, really disappointed about what happened. And yet, instead of taking that emotional piece of like, this is, you know, my feelings on blah, uh, I turned it into something positive. Hey, here's the lessons learned. This is how you avoid that kind of situation instead of just saying everybody sucks, blah, 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 blah. So, so how do you do that though in real time? Because I have the I have the special opportunity to pre-record these. You know, when you're in front of the media who's just charged at you, how do you um, cancel that charge? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. And and so going back to what I mentioned earlier with the R three, what that is is it's um, coming up with those three bullet points which I listed um, earlier for this episode, those are the three that I chose. But if you're, if, before you go in front of the media, if you remember that I want to tell them what I know, I want to tell them what I don't know, and I want to tell them what I'm doing to find out, and then pick three things that you, you know, the main bullet points, we call it flagging, right? What do you want to emphasize to control that message? Now, humor me. Boom, I'm hitting on my three bullet points, whether it be a fire safety talk with the media, pre-recorded, or a live uh, discussion about a hazardous material spill that just occurred, or a natural disaster. Boom, I've got my three points that I'm 
in my head. I'm going to tell them that. I'm going to uh, try to give them some supporting facts, three supporting facts if I can, and I'm going to try to repeat it um, three times. Now, here's here's what the media is going to do, John, is they're going to say – I. They might know a little bit of what's going on and whether they do this on purpose or not, they're going to try to derail it in order to because, you know, they don't like the prescripted stuff. They want to hear, uh, you know, natural John, natural Prescott, mm-hmm. um, whether it be raw and emotional or not. Um, and so what they're going to ask you is those fired up, you know, heated questions. And when you are in that moment, if you can if you can go back to those three points, no matter what, and even if they ask you an emotionally charged question and you acknowledge, like, I probably have an answer for that, but you don't know a hundred percent, then guess what? The thing to do is to bridge. We call it bridging, right? Mm. So uh, if you bridge to something, you can, even if they ask a question, you don't have to answer that exact question. You can say something like um, what the public really needs to know is, or as I, I think they should know, um, you know, what really the main point I'm trying to express is this. The media is not going to be like, oh, Prescott, you didn't answer our question. I need you to, you know, and, and I'm going to repeat that. No, they at that point, they know that that you aren't going to get to that point. Um, and, and you have just, A, controlled that message. You've guided it towards your three main points that you came yes. up ahead of time. Uh, well, you and I did this. I actually, oh man, I should share this video. Uh, I got interviewed. So just like back up everybody. The, everything that Prescott is saying is not only perfectly accurate of what you should do, um, really great advice, but I was able to practice it in real time. So uh, I'm going to back way up. You came on the podcast once and you helped me create content for a class I was teaching in SLU about media. I'm expert in some areas. I need experts in other areas. And you helped me make like literally the best course possible. So thank you for that, sir. Um, and then because I learned from you, when we were in St. Louis together for the Dynamic Populations course, it was Fox 2 Now. I think it was KMOV or Fox 2. I think it was Fox 2. Who called me at 6 a.m. and said, we are going to be at your hotel um, where you guys are doing your uh, training for the first two days. And we want to interview you. Uh, and I was like, okay. So I called you at, well, it was like 6.20 in the morning. And you were just waking up. And I said, hey, I need, uh, you know, I need a PIO to help me out. And so I told you my three points. You agreed or you fixed those points a little bit for me. And I gave this, um, I gave this live interview. Awesome. And it was perfect. It was. I used a real PIO, the real training. I was... Uh, you like like you said, be brilliant, be brief, be gone, and yes, uh, I love those things, and I love telling them what you know, telling them what you don't know, telling them how you're gonna find out. Luckily for me, it was all about things I knew, so we just told them what we did, and they specifically asked how we could uh, compare counterterrorism training to hurricanes because it was good for their soundbite, and we were able to do that seamlessly because of our three points, that bridging yes. thing they're talking about. So. Uh, really, really fascinating of like from a guy who doesn't get in the media very often to someone who does all the time like yourself. I was able to knock it out of the park because of you and your advice. So if anybody's like afraid to talk to the media, just memorize what Prescott is telling you to do and you'll be fine. Right. And and to that point, John, first of all, it was that example. And thank you for bringing it up because that was a really neat opportunity for me. Um in my department as the PIO, I often am also the spokesperson. My chief has put enough trust in me to not just do the back uh, background information, but also be the spokesperson for the organization. 
a lot of PIOs are not that, uh, they don't adopt that role. They are the background person that comes up with the um, three bullet points and really sort of briefs the spokesperson on what's happening. What I saw was that that briefing, and you know, you're good anyway, John. To your credit, um, so it, it was nice to have that level of, of, you know, the knowledge was already there. It was simply crafting that knowledge into um, not a bunch of stuff. It was really saying we know we have such small sound bites, and we want to pull some good information from that. Um, and we were able to do that. The video that came out at the end really proved to me that with uh, not a ton of uh, lead time and also not a ton of coffee uh we were able to produce uh what, what ended up with me. some sweet sound bites yeah i yeah. can't oh man oh. Don't, don't do the coffee thing but uh yeah i'm all in for if monster wants to sponsor my podcast i'd be all in for that but uh yeah uh it, it was interesting just woke up early in the morning i had been so it was day two of our training which means i had only gotten like four or five hours of sleep just exhausted but we stuck to what we knew and um, what was shocking to me was that uh, I thought they were going to use like 10 to 15 seconds of that. And they shared the entire video like, yep. and they did it twice on live. So it's like, Oh, that was like a two or three minute like video. That's like a lot of uh, time. media time. Yes. Um, by the way, funny enough, can I tell you a funny story about that? Yes. Uh, I'm a soccer coach for my kids. Now, my two-year-old team and my four-year-old team, and we are rock stars. We're freaking killers, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> one of the kids showed up on the third week. He'd signed up late, and there was some travel and some other stuff, and they didn't know who we were or where we were going to be playing at. Um, so the the husband who showed up, Coach Josh, shout out to you. Um, I call him Coach Josh now. All the parents call him Coach. But um, he shows up, and he was like, hey, you're this guy, right? And they show he, he had a screenshot of me from the counterterrorism news clip. His wife was like, "Hey, look for this guy," because she had she had known who I was, and they'd watched the news. And so she had gone online, found the clip, and took a screenshot of it and said, "You're this guy, right?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I had no idea that like I had no expectation that anybody that I would know or in my circle would probably see that, yeah, or care to like watch it that random thing. But so, yeah, take take that exact example, John, and say, all right, let's let's take that the civilian world or um, yeah, the correlation between here we are doing this training, uh, dynamic populations, which was an awesome training, by the way. We had and great instructors, by the way. One guy in particular, the PIO guy. <laughs> Shout <that>. out, <laughs> um, giant now, in the field. <laughs> I got popped the bubble in my head. Yeah. Uh, so, but now take that exact scenario we had this training and then the media came in a controlled environment and then the recognition afterwards at you know weeks later a number of weeks later at, at a kid's soccer game where parents are recognizing you so everything was in a positive light now take that exact scenario and correlate it to a disaster scenario something mm -hmm. bad has just happened you have an opportunity to get in front of the media and yes. next thing you know you're crafting that message you're nailing those three points and weeks later you are being remembered for that positive message that you crafted not getting in front of their being you plastered <laughs> you're throwing tables and stuff yeah. no i don't feel guilty at all about not sending out the mass notification that killed hundreds of people oh, oh okay that's the clip that's it, well the clip 
Don't be known. And that's that is the one that will be repeated. I just listened to an episode of uh, from from a while ago, an incident with an active shooter situation where they didn't for five hours. They did not put out information that the shooter was still at large and armed like five hours. (laughs) That is not something you want to be known for. You want to be known for within, you know, within X period of time, a lot less than five hours. We got the message out there. It was on our terms and Mm. the public is safer because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And like the the reality is like um there's so many people in our field who try to pretend that um they can separate their worlds you can't soccer game a parent showing up and having a screenshot of me on their on their phone you know to to be able to identify me which um i was like okay like this is this is normal now um because of the podcasting i kind of this like unique relationship with media where i don't consider myself media but i'm producing media mm-hmm. and i can't go to a conference now without people recognizing me coming up and by the way for all those people who have come up to me thank you for saying hi and love getting that challenge coin and giving you a challenge coin and all that, that whole thing but um i'm not anonymous anymore like it's that that ship has sailed um at the same time um we can control the worlds like we're not trying to be like the you know the ridiculous celebrities in the world where we have this this realm and don't be afraid of that like um i think there's so many good so much good that can come out of that stuff right well leaning into what you just said blending those worlds together because they're already blended whether we want to admit it or not and although i agree like in a celebrity type situation you know getting that constant constant barrage cannot be fun in any way shape or form but but acknowledging leaning into some of that and recognizing to get that professional media training which we offer by the way to how to do this better reach out to John, um, reach out to myself, uh, to, to, if you're sitting, if you're sitting, wow, these, these are great lessons. How, you know, I have about a dozen people who need more of this. Don't delay because I'm telling you right now, the crisis isn't going to wait, you know, whether you're in the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the blue sky time and you're trying to do a media interview and you really want to nail it, or mm. you're in the midst of a crisis man-made or natural. We want you to be the best you can be. And we have the ability to do that. Whether you're in your life, you're in a fire, or you're dealing with a layout. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to give uh, just one tip, if I can, to the audience of how to deal with that emotion stuff. If you're really, really anxious and you're like, you're about to give this presentation or you're about to get in front of the media, or if you're in any situation where you're just like, you really can feel it, I would do two things or maybe three things immediately. One, I would do this breathing exercise that is a military thing that I found is phenomenal for me. It's really helped me out. They say four, 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 uh, but I do eights because four is too short for me. But um, essentially, uh, breathe in for four seconds, hold that for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold that for four seconds and do it four times. Now, I do eight seconds because apparently I have the lungs of lungs, but um, that has Doing that four times has instantly reduced my stress level. I do this other thing is where I try to find a, like a like a random spot. And when I say random, I don't care if people see me or not. Sometimes I will do about fifteen push-ups just to like get some of that energy out. And the other thing I do is uh, I might go in the bathroom and splash some water in my face and put the water on the back of my neck. 
those kind of things of just like changing your physiology, uh, just like disrupting like what you're thinking about uh, can be great for reducing that stress. It might build back up again, but it's at least reduced it long enough where you can go out there for that 30 minutes and do your thing and then call it good. Right. So, so that, those are the things I would do. And oh God, John, those are, those are fantastic. I, I want to say it's called the breathing technique. You said is box breathing. Um, yeah, and only right. because yeah, yeah. the, the fire service is um, really big into box breathing. Another one for any firefighters listening is the Riley breathing technique. That's the one I use personally, but that's more of an air conservation technique, not so much like a, me a media thing. Um, however, everything you just mentioned, a number one, do it um, if, if it works for you. But the, the last thing that I will mention is John said it earlier. I have had a number of media appearances and what I will tell the listeners is every single time I am still nervous. I I've done enough that I probably shouldn't be as nervous, but I will tell you, I still get those nerves. What I am able to do to overcome that, uh, those nerves in the, in the moment is recognize that I know what I'm doing. Like tell myself, I, you know what you're doing. I've got my three points. I know these three points. And I, I, I you know, sort of that positive self-talk. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to know more, listen to this one, listen to the previous episodes, um, attend any of the trainings that, you know, that John, uh, you know, it brings me out to. And the reality of it is that's what, that's what it, it takes is uh, training. The more training you have, even if it's one time of just, you know, taking video of yourself that we did this at Die Pop, we actually had a breakout exercise in which I had a cell phone and we asked questions in a mock media uh, scenario and they got to see themselves in a in a mock press conference, listen to themselves, see themselves. And I was asking tough questions. So um, they did a great job. And, and some of the feedback I got afterwards was that it was neat to be able to have that video audio component in a. I say stress-free. I mean, we made it stressful on purpose, but at the end of the day, that video went nowhere. It was deleted off my phone and or sent to the folks mm -hmm. if they wanted to see it next time. So training, training, training. Okay. Uh, speaking of training, 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 I got to do this big plug and I should have done this in the beginning. Oh my gosh. You can actually see Prescott and I in person and Prescott, Prescott will be doing some real training on this stuff at the National Urban Search and Rescue Conference in like two or three weeks in Orlando the seventh and eighth uh, that we're going to be down there. The conference is a little bit longer than that, but you can actually still sign up with the discount code 10% off TRL2023. So TRL2023, you can get a 10% discount code off of the SUSAR website. It's kind of a funny name for the national USAR, but that's fine. SUSAR.org, I believe. So if you can check that out, make sure you can see Prescott in there. And Prescott, can we bring some challenge coins to make sure that we hook some people up? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, by the way, a uh, random thought. Uh, you said uh, the, the boxing technique is what the fire services use? Right? Uh, box breathing and the Riley breathing technique. Both Riley really good. breathing. Um, when firefighters do the box breathing, is it called hot boxing? <laughs> uh, oh, but right. uh, Okay. So uh, a couple things. Again, we're just going to wrap this up. Prescott, thank you so much again. If you want to see Prescott in person with me in like two weeks in Orlando, great place to go out to. I think they're actually, it's uh, it's the Double Tree Inn in uh, SeaWorld. So it's a very cool place. The National USAR Conference, you can get a discount code for going with the TRL, so TRL 2023. And you get to learn more about how to do public messaging specifically for USAR, but it applies to everybody. So make sure you check that out. 
if you got something out of this episode, if you've been nervous about getting in front of the media, or if you have been trying to deal with your nerves just in your job, let us know. Let us know that if the, these techniques are helping you. Maybe not do hot boxing, but the boxing breathing or the Riley breathing technique or just making sure that, hey, you're going to be remembered for whatever you do. So get it together. Talk positive. And uh, with that, uh, again, a uh, big shout out for Life Fire Layout with Prescott Neto. Um, and we will see you for the next one. Peace.